right, welcome back to Third String Podcast. Tonight we're doing our fantasy draft. You may recall a few weeks ago I announced that we were doing a Third String Listener Fantasy League. So that is beginning tonight as we do our draft. And I'm joined on the line right now by Taylor Young and Ishan Nath, two names that are familiar to listeners of Third String. So Taylor and Ishan, you guys ready for this draft? Uh, I am half ready for the draft and all ready for the last quarter of this WNBA playoff game that I'm watching right now. Nice. Uh, give us give us a 20-second update. What's going on in the WNBA game? It is do or die game five of the semifinals between the Mystics, the Washington Mystics, and the Atlanta Dream. The Mystics are up 62-61 with a minute left in the third quarter. Both teams have overcome a lot this season. The Dream early in the season lost their leading scorer, Angel McCautry, for the season. And the Mystics... Uh, former MVP, best player, leading scorer, Elena Deladon, suffered a bone bruise in her knee a couple games ago that she's playing through. But uh, their other star, Christy Tolliver, is carrying them as Deladon kind of limps around and puts in as much as she can. So here it is, winner take all. Winner goes to the finals, one-point game with a quarter to go. Oh, man, sounds like exciting basketball. And then there's also winner take all in the other semifinal after this between the Seattle Storm and the Phoenix Mercury. So it's a big night. Nice. Sounds like it. Taylor, what about you? Ishan, you know that you have uh, grown my appreciation for the WNBA and opened my eyes to uh, how great it can be, but I guarantee you're probably the first person to ever open up a fantasy football draft with a WNBA playoff update. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I told Zach uh, before we started recording that I feel like I'm somebody who's been convinced to go back to his ex-girlfriend. I'm weirdly like just elated about the NFL this season. I think it's because uh, the Spurs have just completely gone into the dumpster, uh, losing Kawhi Leonard and uh, some other things that are listeners are probably well aware of but yeah i am really pumped for this fantasy draft uh got middle of the road picks six out of 12 so i'm ready to do some damage so yeah yeah the uh the draft order was randomized just before the draft lobby opened and i landed in the number one spot which i rigged i I don't yeah i know that's that's uh what i've heard so far that's been the conversation that i rigged the the draft order in truth if i had rigged it i would have put myself in the fourth fifth or sixth spot so taylor i think where you're sitting at number six right there is really kind of perfect because as it is we have a 12 team league i'm going to draft first and then i'm going to have to wait through the second through 23rd picks until i draft again there's going to be a lot of talent that slips uh, in in those rounds, and then I'm I'm gonna you know I'm gonna draft uh, Gurley at number one, of course, and then I'm not gonna be able to draft anybody else for a long, long time. So I'm just gonna watch all of these other guys drop off the board. Well, I did say on the chat on our draft window that I think you owe it to Nick Foles to take him first for bringing your Philadelphia Eagles their first Super Bowl. Of so, course, of course. Do the right do the right thing and draft Austin native Nick Foles. Well, a- as you speak, Taylor, we're we're off. We're off and running. We're on the clock now. It's my turn to draft. Uh, should I should I let this go down to zero seconds before I actually draft Todd Gurley, or should I just just go ahead and? Is everyone who's joining in the draft? Uh, yes. Yep. We have. So Pete is joining us shortly. He uh, is actually going to be joining us in this conversation shortly, but he is going to be drafting from his phone so that he can have dinner with his family because he's a committed family oh, man. Oh, Aaron. Aaron Rodgers, number two. Sorry, I felt like I needed to announce that. That was wow. Oh. QB off the board early. Holy smokes. By the, 
by somebody uh, with a Packers logo as their avatar. So, okay. I mean, I guess it makes sense. So but it's a, it's a loyalty play. No, probably could have gotten him like four rounds later. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. All right, now we have Pete on the board. Uh, so we had so we had Todd Gurley. That was my pick. And then Aaron Rodgers, the surprise number two. And then Le'Veon Bell goes off the board at three. And then uh, Pete just grabbed uh, Johnson, Arizona running back. Who I, I think is due for a big bounce back here after his broken arm last year, but uh, that dude is that dude's impressive, and uh, I think Arizona will be leaning in on on him quite a bit because they have this guy named Sam Bradford, who you may have heard of, uh, under center in Arizona right now. And if he doesn't last, the job goes to a guy named Josh Rosen, who's never thrown an NFL pass in his life. So I think it's I think David Johnson's in for a big year. Yeah, and I think he's definitely. I mean, it's kind of weird that most I feel like most of the running backs now are, you know, more traditional or aren't traditional running backs. And they are running backs that are geared more towards like PPR leagues. Right. But I feel like David Johnson is definitely somebody who's really solid in a PPR league because gets a decent amount of receptions. So, yeah, and I should like mention P- this is a as you guys know, but for our listeners, this is a point five PPR league. So. It's not full PPR. Um, it's just basically half a point per reception. So it's a little bit of a hybridized approach. And I think it's good. It's it's the Yahoo default scoring. Um, but but basically it changes the strategy a little bit because you prioritize the pass catching running backs and wide receivers because you get a little bit of a score boost for each reception. So yeah. uh, Ezekiel Elliott went off the board at number five. And now we have the Oh, it's my, it's my turn. Here we I go. Didn't, I didn't even realize. And, All right, uh, well, I'm going, I'm going with best player on the board. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> no, the best receiver in the league, maybe one of the best receivers of all time. He's got to be Antonio Brown, baby. Yeah. I think that's a good choice. That's exactly who I would pick at number six. Good call. Uh, so for and, our listeners, and now I have him in both both of my leagues. This one and the one I've played in for fourteen years. Because anytime you're in multiple leagues, I always feel like it's way better if you have some continuity across both leagues when so, you're not so like. I actually tend to think the opposite. I think you have to hedge a little bit. Like I was talking to a, a coworker of mine who is in two leagues and uh, he found himself in the number one spot in both leagues and he didn't want to be there, but he, t- he took Gurley in one and he took Bell in the other because, you know, if Gurley goes down with an ACL tear, then both of his, both of his leagues are shot because his number one pick doesn't pan out. I think it depends. If you're trying to make your Sundays more fun, I think you want to get as many of the same players as possible across leagues. Okay, then that's fair. you're not confused about who to root for. Like, oh, I'm playing against this guy in one league, but he's on my team in the other league. That's what I was going for, what Ishan was getting at, and what's you know the Bible verse, Zach, about you can't serve two masters. So <laughs> Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, I see DeAndre Hopkins just went off the board. Taylor, does that make you sad? Were you, were you hoping, beyond hope, that he would be available for you in the second round? No, Ishan picked him, and uh, Ishan's my podcast host, so I I want Ishan to be happy, and I know he's going to be happy with DeAndre Hopkins. In my other league, which is an auction draft, I have Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins, so uh, that'll be a pretty exciting team. Ishan did Taylor's fandom of Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins was the number one receiver in fantasy by like 5% more points than anybody else before Watson towards ACL last year. Right. Yeah, the question is, is is that four-game sample representative of what we'll see over 16 games? We'll see. I think it's possible. I don't think it has to be. I think if he's the number one, if he's like around the number one receiver, I'm cool with him as the eight pick. 
DeAndre Hopkins did have 13 touchdowns two years ago with four different quarterbacks, which I believe consisted of Brock Osweiler, Ryan Mallett, uh, Brandon Whedon, and uh, what's the guy from North Carolina? Uh, TJ Yates. Yeah, a, so, a real star cast there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the problem with, and I'm a huge Watson fan, but the problem with uh, betting on Watson having a bounce back year this year is that offensive line in Houston. It's just not strong so i'd be a little bit hesitant betting on any offensive players but i think if you're going to do it i mean i think deandre hopkins is a pretty safe bet as far as bets go also uh despite having bad quarterbacks he still finished with more fantasy points than antonio brown last year i know brown didn't play all the games but right still, I don't yeah, think brown had the injury at the end i'm trying to find were there any receivers i think he led all receivers in fantasy points last year in wow despite Watson missing most of the season. So yeah, I don't even yeah. think you need a bounce back here. You just need normal DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins yeah. is definitely somebody who I think has shown that he can have amazing statistics regardless of who's playing quarterback. But yeah, if, if Watson's there, and I mean, the Texans line was already bad last year. And I think, you know, they did have three free agent signings. Um, so they will, even though they'll still be bad, they will have more depth. And what really plagued them to be so awful last year was the lack of depth. So, yeah. Well, uh, most we importantly, I got my dude, Christian McCaffrey, who uh, I drafted 17th and is actually ranked 15th on the athletics PPR, half PPR top 300 players. So uh, I didn't even have to take him, you know. Yeah, obnoxious, not, not too early. shabby. And, and he's my dude. There you go. Yeah, I mean, as a as a fellow Stanford guy, was he? Did did you and he overlap at Stanford? I guess he was a little bit after you, right? Ishan? He's uh, he's a good bit younger than me. He okay. was a freshman three years after I graduated. Oh, really? Wait, was he? Oh, because he was twenty seventeen, or was he twenty class of twenty eighteen, and he left early? Uh, he was class of twenty eighteen. Okay, gotcha. Uh, actually, I guess he was a freshman in 2014, so it was two years after I graduated, okay. but still. So, still after your time, yeah. Well, uh, there haven't been any major surprises here. Um, what do you guys think about Doug Baldwin uh, going off the board already? you think that's a little bit too early to grab Baldwin? I, I, he's, he's definitely not 100% after his injury last year, and he's, uh, he's playing for the rebuilding Seahawks and the uh, you know catching passes from Russell Wilson, who's great, but also playing behind a bad offensive line. Yeah, I mean, he went 14th over receivers left on the board. Allen, A.J. Green, yeah. Mike Evans, Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs. I just think I maybe reached a little bit and took Stephon Diggs over Keenan Allen, A.J. Green, uh, Mike Evans, those guys. But I just felt like Stephon Diggs is going to be really good in a PPR league. And, you know, with Kirk Cousins, maybe I'm... Re- believing in Kirk Cousins too much, but I don't know. I really like Stephon Diggs and think he's just a great playmaker and he's going to have a huge breakout season. And I just was like, I just want to keep going with best value. And I didn't want to, I felt like if I took a running back right there, I would have been dipping way down uh, and kind of drafting below value. Right. So, right. Yeah. I think I'm going to have a big, big uh, decision to make up here because it looks like there will be some, top tier wide receiver talent still left on the board and i'm with yeah. with with Gurley, uh already on my roster uh, i'm gonna have two to grab since i was in the number one spot so probably try to round things out with a a running back and a wide receiver uh, so i don't know we'll see i'm looking at keenan allen 
AJ Green, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, Adam Thielen. There's a there's three of those that could come off the board before I I go, but I think I'll have a choice here. Larry Fitzgerald as well. Who uh, I don't think I'm going to pick Fitzgerald. I think he's just a little bit too old. But man, that guy is such an impressive, such an impressive player. Pete's team is having a. Uh some identity he just keeps getting in and getting out of the draft room <laughs> oh nice so. uh who do you grab uh i think when you're on your phone that notification shows up even if you're not actually oh that makes sense okay so he's sitting at dinner he just drafted gronkowski so he went Ooh. he went and grabbed gronk all right i'll have to give him a hard time for that later grabbing a patron in the second and i round. wonder if i wonder if this will be the year that like gronk as fantasy like just kind of finally dips just because it seems like the Patriots just are wearing kids gloves with him so much and really don't want to unleash him um, until the playoffs now. So I don't know. It's just like he's somebody who probably could put up 15 touchdowns a season, but right. it just doesn't doesn't seem like the Patriots use him like that every year. Yeah. So. Well, this is interesting. So uh, there's there's now one person drafting in front of me and then I'll have this guy. This guy's definitely taking a Packer if he took Aaron Rodgers with the second overall pick. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, who, who's he going to take though? Uh, oh, oh, he got Devonta Freeman. Darn it! That's I was actually uh, I was looking at him. Um, okay, so now it's I don't know Jordan Howard. I'm not sure if I'm that high on Jordan Howard to take him this early in the draft. I think uh, I think really my decision in terms of wide receivers is between Keenan Allen and Tyreek Hill. Keenan Allen, a bona fide number one. Catching passes from Philip Rivers, um, but prone to injuries, or Tyree Kill, who's sort of an X factor wild card. I think Taylor, give me give me like ten seconds. How confident should I be in Pat Mahomes? Should I am I confident enough to take Tyree Kill here? I don't think he's gonna fall back to where I'm drafting, so I would absolutely take Tyree Kill. I think he's gonna just be explosive and he's just so fast. And Patrick Mahomes has one of the best arms I've ever seen. I would absolutely take Tyreek. Hill over uh, Keenan Allen. I think Tyreek just gives you that, you know, explosive. Oh, did you go Adam Thielen? I did. Yeah, it was it was counting down. I was still deciding. I was on the fence about Tyreek Hill. I, I really like Thielen a lot. I know he was he was ranked a little bit lower than some of these guys, but uh, he has a a you know I yeah I think he's good. He and Stefan Diggs uh, are gonna be scoring a lot of points in Minnesota. I know he's he's dropped a little bit because of injury concerns, but. The word out of Minnesota from the beat reporters there is that he's going to be okay. So now I've got to try to choose one more. I think I'm going to go with uh, my Philly guy here. Go Zachary. It's tight end. I know I'm going oh. go, slipping a little bit further down the board, but I'm going to go for it. All right, there we go. So picked up the other. and picked up the hurts. Sorry, Yishan. Stacking my team with Stanford players. <laughs> Wait, this so, is my league. This is my league where I'm the only Stanford fan. So you know. I hey, speak, speaking could... of Stanford players, uh, Ishan, do you remember Ed Reynolds, the former Philadelphia safety and Stanford safety? I do. Yeah, he's he's been out of the league for I think two years now. He, he hasn't really played since 2016. I think he would had like a practice squad stint last year, but that was it. I was a fan of Ed Reynolds. I was bummed that his career kind of flamed out. I did not honestly follow it a ton in the NFL, but he was really, really good safety at Stanford. Yeah. Might have been the best safety in like a five-year stretch that we had. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see with uh, multiple scoregasms. Uh, oh, he took Tyreek Hill. So I was there. He goes. I was interested to see if he took another running back there because he would have 
uh, gone three rounds with no receivers, but it looks like he made the right decision by taking Tyreek Hill. Hey, uh, here's a question for you guys. It's a two-part question. One, how should I feel about Joe Mixon's performance in Cincinnati this year? The second question is, Joe Mixon's, of course, the player at Oklahoma who um, uh, was was accused of uh, basically beating up a woman, I think in a bar, if I remember the details of the story well. And uh, he, there was a lot of controversy on draft night two years ago, or last year, uh, because of where he was being drafted. And uh, I guess, I guess my question is I'm, I'm not ambivalent about supporting players like that in the NFL. Like I would never buy a Joe Mixon Jersey. Should I be conflicted about drafting Joe Mixon in my fantasy league? I mean, my philosophy is that fantasy football is for fun and I'm not that good. Like no one's actually good at it. Right. I think the person who wins usually gets just, just got a little luckier than everyone else. And so I think, Given that, it's super important to me to draft guys I like and guys I want to root for. And right. so I pretty much categorically would never draft Ezekiel Elliott or Joe Mixon or right. related players. Uh, but I think it just depends on... I, I, I mean, someone's got to draft him. I would probably draft him if it was like the 14th round or something. So. Right, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think the like the counter-argument is that there's no... These players get no tangible benefit from you drafting them. Except, I guess... You know, you could make an argument that they bump a little bit higher on like the, you know, hot transactions or trends board. Like, you know, you're you're one of the 5000 ads for Joe Mixon that week or whatever. Um, but there's no real. Oh, Jordan Howard got taken oh, by me. I do. <laughs> uh, the uh, the the running back stuff's interesting. Uh, moving on from the Joe Mixon conversation, the running back stuff's interesting because we have so many running backs at the top. You know, we, we saw how many running backs go in the first round. And then after that, we have a huge dearth of running backs where really none of them are going. And then we, we get down to like the Jordan Howard, Joe Mixon, Alex Collins, Jay Ajayi types. Like there's a, there's a huge, uh, I guess it's, it's like a, it's, it's not a bell distribution. It seems like a, a bimodal distribution of talent in at the running back position. I yeah. am going to somewhat disagree with that. I also would like to point out that uh, the rankings on Yahoo are way different than the rankings on some other websites. That is true, I'm yeah. Sort of counting on to make some running backs that I like available the next time I pick. Did you just take T.Y. Hilton? I did, because, you know, at least a Stanford player throws to him. Oh, there you go. Okay, nice. Yeah, it's the, the Andrew Luck's back. Do you think he's, he's back for really, Sean, or is he going to get injured again? Uh, I mean, that offensive line's still pretty questionable, and his shoulder was, like, pretty seriously destroyed, yeah. so I think he's definitely more fragile than average, but, uh, it'll probably take him some time to get his rhythm back, but, uh, I don't know, he looked fairly healthy in the preseason, so. Ishan, you, you, you must follow the Captain Andrew Luck Twitter account, right? Oh, actually, I only occasionally see those tweets, and okay. I don't follow it, but I probably should. Definitely. I, I, heard, I heard they. You heard they what? Oh, did I lose you? I think I lost I, you. I Sean. heard they had some like especially. I'm here. Can oh, you hear me? Yep. So you were saying you heard they what? I heard they had some especially funny tweets this week, but I didn't see them. Uh, yes. Hey, they definitely had. Uh, let me let me read you some. Dearest mother, the unit has returned home, but we have no time to relax. The Tiger Men, that'd be the Bengals, are looking for another battle, and this time the stakes are real. Scouts report their unit marches our way, guided in the night by the glow of Captain Dalton's fiery crown. Anxious. <laughs> Andrew, and then uh, all the all the references to his sidearm, 
Uh, you know, he has he has renewed confidence in his sidearm because he had the shoulder surgery. I mean, it's 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 good stuff. It's world That's class, great. world class comedy. Uh, nice. Is Lashawn McCoy injured? He is. I think he's like he has a suspension most likely coming. Correct, Zach. That's why I think people have correct handled yes. handled him with care in uh yes fantasy leagues and he plays for the bills where he's his quarterback nathan peterman or josh allen are probably going to throw four interceptions a game so uh he's going to see a lot of people maybe nine men in the box um so valid points all around yeah i would stay away from Lashawn mccoy uh at this point one of the reasons i'm excited about fantasy this year is because i think there is kind of a changing of the guard where like you still have some of your like staples like you know antonio brown and these guys who have been julio jones uh these guys who have been you know big fantasy uh yeah staples for a long pillars for a long time but then you kind of have some of the other guys like LaShawn mccoy who i'm just sort of tired of aging out and then you have these new fun guys like kareem hunt tyreek hill uh leonard fournette coming in and I just think that makes fantasy a lot more fun. Kamara is a great example. He's like a running back that we've never really seen just absolutely burst before on the fantasy stage. He's almost yep. like everything that people wanted Darren Sproles to be. And so. Oh, God, it's my turn. Yeah, uh, I just I saw watching basketball. One, one of these guys just picked up Royce Freeman for Denver. And speaking of of what you were just talking about, Taylor, these running backs who can just burst onto the scene, nobody sees it coming. I think we should watch Royce Freeman in Denver because he's one of the guys with the potential to, to do that. And I'm pretty excited to see what he can do there. I think like, I was totally going to draft Royce Freeman. Ah, yeah. Bummer. Yeah, because, okay. you know, Stanford had to face Royce Freeman for years in the Pac-12. You know True. what he can do. He's, he's, he's really, really good at football. That's my analysis. Okay, so I'm a little torn on what to do here. Only a little? That's pretty good. There's not enough wide receivers left. There's not enough wide receivers that I really feel good about. I already feel pretty solid about my wide receiving core. I think it's a little bit too early to take a quarterback, but I've been burned the last few years in fantasy by not having a great tight end. Uh, I didn't take Travis Kelsey on the last swing around because that would have made my team in this league identical to my team in the other league because I have Travis Kelsey in that league. So that's why I took Jordan Howard over him. Yeah. But having a great tight end totally changes your fantasy team. I don't know if he's going to live up to his Saints production, but I'm taking Jimmy Graham right here. It's because a bold move. Ertz, it's a bold move. Ertz, Ertz, Kelsey, and Gronk are off the board. So I kind of feel like he's maybe in that next tier if he produces, hopefully with Aaron Rodgers. We'll see. Drafting Jimmy Graham. I don't think I've ever had him in fantasy either, so that'll make it sort of fun. But Yeah, I think that's that's a bold move. Jimmy Graham has not been the same since his New Orleans days. And uh yeah, I think we'll see. I mean now he's he's gonna be catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. Will that make a difference? I don't know. Well, last time he was with a Hall of Fame quarterback, he was pretty great when he wasn't just with a game manager in Russell Wilson. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. So uh, Pete is drafting now. He's, uh, he, you, you think he'll, he'll choose the Browns' Jarvis Landry? Man, if he, has, if he has a Patriot and a Brown on his roster, I'll, I'll never let him hear the end of that. 
Let's see. Taylor, I have to think you're eyeing. Uh, oh, never mind. I was just about to say I have to think you're eyeing Deshaun Watson, but uh, yeah, he's gone already. Yep. All right, I have I have him in my other I have him in my other league, so it, it will make a little bit of variety. Okay, you know, all right. I think I'm not quite ready to draft a quarterback yet. Although, no, uh, maybe I should because if I don't grab one now, I'm not drafting until the end of the sixth round. This is a dilemma for me: when to draft the quarterback. And then which quarterback? Do I take Breeze? I think, I, I think I'm more inclined to take Breeze than Brady. Um, Bowles, hmm. Bowles will still be available for oh, a while. Oh, that's true. Super Bowl champion. Super Bowl MVP, Foles. Yeah. I have to show that I'm a true fan by drafting Foles. That's been the chatter in the uh, chat room here anyway. That was the... Well, it was you, right, Taylor? You said uh, if I didn't draft Foles one overall, I wasn't a true fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your your logic is undeniable. Uh, what do you guys think about Josh Gordon, Cleveland? Is is uh, is he going to be back, or is he going to be uh, saddled by a lot of personal issues that'll prevent him from performing on the field? I mean, he's a undeniable talent when he has his head on straight, which has really only been for maybe eight games in his right. career. So, I mean, I had him in fantasy. I think it was uh, what year was it? Where the second half of the season? I mean, he was just un unguardable right and so he was phenomenal but i mean that was really probably the last time he played uh so i don't know how i feel about him i think he's like worth the risk at this point if you wanted to like if somebody wanted to take a flyer on him as their third wide receiver right i definitely wouldn't bank on him as like your number one or number two guy but in a league especially where that third wide receiver position is a flex then yeah i would probably I love having Josh Gordon. I, I love having guys who, like Ishan said earlier, fantasy football is supposed to be fun. And I've had teams before where I talked myself into going conservative and went with like the teams full of Larry Fitzgeralds right. and Amon Greens. How about that name? There you uh, go. But yeah, I think it's just so much fun where you, more fun where you have playmakers and guys who are fun to watch. So I think I'm going to have to go with the Patriot here and pick up Chris Hogan. Be, uh, you know, I like Chris Hogan. They have a really bad receiving core, and uh, he's going to have to boost his production if they're going to keep, if he's going to keep the Patriots in contention. Um, after you know Edelman's suspension, uh, let's see, I have to pick again, back to back. This is challenging. I don't like the back to back. This is why I don't like number one. This is this is how you know it's not rigged. This is this is not good. <laughs> Hold on, I'm pulling up your team. I'm not going to help you, but I'm just looking to see what I would do. Do I draft? Do I draft Carson Wentz here? This is this is where the run on quarterback <laughs> starts. I think I have to, right? I, I mean, mean he, he's going to be back on the field soon. Not week one, granted, but he's going to be back soon. I think I have to grab him. If I don't, if I don't draft Carson Wentz, a true Philadelphia son. Uh, all right, ten seconds on the clock. This is decision time. Drew Brees or Carson Wentz? I'm probably making this harder than it needs to be. I'm going, I'm going Wentz. Here we go. I'm all oh, in. Oh, man. I, I went way down the draft board to grab Wentz there. Way down the yeah. draft board. Uh, for the listeners who can't see our draft board, he took Wentz before Brady and Breeze. I did. So. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm a true believer. Yeah, and the the listeners, uh, or the our fellow uh, league mates in the uh, chat room are having a field, field day with that. So Yep. <laughs> Yeah, one one of them said you would. It's, they they know me too well. 
Yeah. Did we lose Eshan? You know, that's no, a good question. Still here. Oh, okay. Oh, he's he's watching he's, WNBA. Uh, the the, the yeah. game's getting intense. Nice. I'm still waiting for Pete to finish up his family dinner. I, I encourage him spending time with his family, though. Definitely more important than spending time with us. Eshan, since we uh, don't really get to talk NFL on our podcast, can you give me a like your 30-second, uh, how'd you feel about the Khalil Mack trade? Uh... I think Khalil Mack is probably better than the average two first rounders put together that the Bears are likely to draft. Especially like if you just look at the last five first rounders for the Bears, like I think if you take the best two of those five, they don't have to one Khalil Mack. Plus the Bears got a second rounder back, uh, so I'm thrilled. Yeah, I think it's a great trade for Chicago. I think it's a really bad look for Oakland. Uh, Pete and I talked about this on our podcast yesterday, um, and I talked about how I'd seen someone say that Oakland wanted to pay a TV announcer $100 million to be their coach, but they didn't want to pay the best pass rusher in the league $80 million to be their player. I thought that was pretty appropriate. I like that quote. Yeah, I'll see if I can find the tweet and send it to you, Sean. Mm. All right, so Demarius Thomas is off the board now. Taylor is mm. Taylor's on the clock. Taylor, who are you looking at here? Let's see. I don't know. This is interesting because it's like I feel like Derrick Henry or Deion Lewis are like clearly the best running backs on the board, but they play for the same team. They're both kind of not very sexy. Um, take a look at quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point you kind of have to start thinking about a quarterback because if you don't grab one here, you're not going to have one until more than halfway through the sixth round. I mean, I guess I'll just... Uh, begrudgingly take the best quarterback of all time right here. Take Tom Brady. Oh, no. No. I can't I can't point fingers, though, since I have Chris Hogan on my on my team. All right. We have Sam's splendid team now on the clock. He just draft, drafted Derrick Henry. Yeah, I'm really I'm really not inspired by this group of running backs here. I uh, I think I might I think I might just try to go down the list and find a a young running back who might be able to surprise in his rookie season yeah and that's the thing about running backs too is i always feel like there is somebody like that you can pick up in free agency that'll at least like if not be really great like kamara last year or i mean i I think kareem hunt went undrafted in some leagues last year yeah he definitely did but you can you know at least find somebody who's like a serviceable starter right so um yeah, I, uh, I'm looking at Car- like, Carry on Johnson. It's like, Eshan, like Eshan's on the clock right now. Oh, he's thinking. That's why Eshan he's so silent. Is, uh, having some trouble remembering who's on which team. Um. All right, let's go. Uh, ooh, Marquise. Wow. I like to have a Marquise. 49er because you know my wife's a 49ers fan, and it gives me some incentive to watch the games with her. Bay Area, hey. Stanford. It makes sense. He's a Longhorn. Uh, he's a Longhorn too, and an Olympic athlete, uh, Olympic medalist, I believe, in triple jump. So, didn't even know that. Sweet. Yeah, yeah Marquise is a great guy. So he, if he had been properly utilized by uh, the later Mac Brown and Charlie Strong teams, would have been much more productive in college. But he's still pretty good. So I see Corey Davis is still undrafted here, and I think that's a little bit unfair to Corey Davis. I think he could he could make a dent this season, uh, not just because um, he's more experienced, but because there's a new new regime in Tennessee. He's working under uh, Kyle Lafleur. I mean Matt Lafleur. Um, wow, 
Justin Tucker Legatron is off oh, the board wow. in the, a in kicker. the fifth round. A kicker gone. Oh, <laughs> my was goodness. That a, was that an auto-draft pick? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, that happened no too, there was, there was happened not a kicker quick. ranked that high. Yeah, happened Wait, way the too auto-draft picks happened right away, though. It might have been the computer drafting. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Let's, who was that? Oh, maybe uh, maybe it, was it was. Necessary Roughness, Kobe. Oh, no, yeah. I don't... I, there, necessary Roughness is auto-drafting. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, but I don't think it typically... It typically doesn't auto-draft unless you're, all your other positions are full, so... I mean, I guess I won't complain, but... <laughs> wow. well, auto-draft always picks kickers way too early. I don't really? mean, maybe not this early, but that's. I think that's pretty standard. I'm not even hey, sure who... I'm not even sure who Necessary Roughness is. It's, uh, I think... I think one of our third string listeners, and I don't, I don't know who that is. So, um, someone named Kobe. Hopefully, they're okay with having a kicker. I mean, here's here's their team already, uh, or so far: Russell Wilson, Doug Baldwin, Marvin Jones Jr., Melvin Gordon, and Justin Tucker. Yeah, that's that's way too early to grab a kicker. All right, man. Yeah, I uh, I also do love Justin Tucker because he uh, hit the walk off field goal to end the Longhorns uh, relationship with the Aggies. So, you know. Indeed, yes. Those Longhorns, Taylor, I know you're a you're a UT grad, man. Painful weekend. Yeah, I no, I'm glad our football season has not started yet. We have the opener against Tulsa this <laughs> right. weekend look, looking to go 1 and 0, so, yeah. Oh, Jacksonville defense is already off the board. So, wow, D- defenses are going. Was that the was that the auto draft again? Probably. So, so why is auto draft doing that? If Jacksonville's defense, for example, is way down the draft board, why is it auto drafting there? Uh, it's possible that person ranked the Jacksonville defense highly among defenses, and then like the algorithm makes them pick a defense too early. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Okay, that makes sense. So they'd set their rankings prior to the draft, and yeah, okay. Well, I hope they're okay with their team. I feel bad for them. If only, if only the the AI was a little bit more intelligent. That's why it's crucial to make the draft. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Auto right. draft is bad, bad, bad. We have Delaney Walker off the board and Kirk Cousins coming off the board as well. Do you guys think Kirk Cousins is going to have a better or worse year than he had in uh, his years in Washington? I think uh, he's going to have a better draft. year. What do you say, Sean? I said that it's my turn to draft. Oh, okay. All right. I'll let you focus. So, Taylor, you think better? I, I, I tend to agree with you. I think he has think better weapons. Yeah, we already I, talked about uh, Diggs and Thielen. And he has yeah. he has a coach who or an offensive coordinator in John DeFilippo who made Carson Wentz and Nick Foles look amazing last year. Yep. Great, great tight end. Oh, well, like, not a great tight end, but a reliable tight end who's been there for a long time. You know, maybe Kyle Rudolph uh, right. picks up the the Jason Witten mold of the guy who can start having like eight touchdowns a year, but only like 200 yards. Yep. yep. And uh, then, you know, he's got a pretty solid, pretty solid uh, stable of running backs. So. Yeah, I think he'll do really well. I, I think the Vikings are going to be in the thicket for thick of it for NFC crown. Uh, I'd put them up there Man. with the, the Rams and the Eagles with teams with the best chance in the NFC. Ooh. I really need a running back, but I hate all the running backs on the board right now so much. Uh, how about you uh, go with uh, Marshawn Lynch? No, I can't do it. <laughs> I, I He was one of those guys who I never had him on my fantasy team in the right year, 
and he just burned me so many times, kind of those early Buffalo years, and even his first year on Seattle until the beast quake happened. So uh, I was actually already looking at this guy. Sorry to take your sleeper pick, Zach, but I'm going to go carry on Johnson with Detroit. No, man. Yeah, I really wanted to draft carry on and then name my team carry on my wayward son. But Yahoo <laughs> Yahoo limits the team names to 20 characters. So it, it, I know it, it's so annoying. Yeah, They're so annoying. All my team names. Yeah, I know. Same. I tried. I also tried to do um, Agalord of the Rings, but all I could get was Agalord of the Ring and it didn't quite have the same ring mm-hmm. to it. So. I tried yeah. to name my team. All you need is Bryce. Like, oh, all you need is love. Yep, yep. I <laughs> see. I, characters. Or just all you need is Bryce love. That would be good. But yeah, way too yeah. many characters. Yeah. All right. My, well, my, my, team, my uh, turn's coming up here. Uh, I've got to think about this. I, too, need a running back. I'm in the same position that you are, Taylor. I'm looking at Alfred Morris because he's going to be, I think, the go-to guy because Jarek McKinnon went down with an ACL, but... Uh, I mean, watching Alfred Morris last year, uh, even the year before that with Washington, like he's he's just not he doesn't have the same motor that he used to. So I don't know if that's actually a good call. It's going to be a game time decision. Pretty interesting. Uh, You know, I think the Rams are kind of one of the consensus picks for Super Bowl favorites are definitely the uh, NFC representatives. And people are like, they're going to have a really good offense. But besides Gurley. No one is high on really Rams fantasy players. And we have two Rams wide receivers still on the board, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. And, you know, their offense is going to be pretty explosive like it was last year. So it's just interesting that, like, you know, Gurley's the consensus number one. Right. But people pretty much hate their wide receivers and Jared Goff. I guess maybe people hate on Brandon Cooks a little bit for underperforming fantasy wise while he's with New England, but I don't know. It's just interesting that I think they're probably going to score, you know, 35, 40 points a game, but people don't really like their other offensive weapons or even their quarterback. Man, one minute is really not a long time to have, is it? It goes by no, pretty but quickly. It's- Man, I remember back in the day when Yahoo gave you like three minutes and those drafts were miserable, especially yeah. if you got into a league where somebody was not at their computer. So, Guys, the Dream have mounted a huge comeback. They're down seven with under a minute left, and now they're down one with 11 seconds left. Winner goes to the WNBA Finals. Elena wow. Deladon's about to shoot two free throws. Give you guys a little continual play-by-play over this next 11 seconds. I love it. Yeah, Keep, keep it coming. Nice. Deladon, by the way, is a 93.4% career free throw shooter, which is by 3.5% the highest in the history of the WNBA or the NBA. And that's on high volume, too. She gets to the line a lot and is 93.5%. Mark Price, if I have this right, is the best in the history of the NBA at 90.1%. So Elena wow. Deladon is the greatest free throw shooter who has ever lived, and she swishes the first... And the second is nothing but net. Three-point lead with 11 seconds left. So that's the right person to be at the free throw line. I love it. That's that awesome. Thought. All right. The, the uh, decision I have is Cooper Cup or Will Fuller. This is going to be tight. I think I'm going to go with the Sean McVay son, Cooper Cup. Yeah, both of those guys totally give you completely different things, right? Because Cooper Cup's more of, isn't he more of a possession guy? I'll uh, be honest, I 
don't really know. And Will Fuller's absolutely a big play right. person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so Cooper Cup's a, a small guy. He can he can play on the outside, but he can also play in the slot. Um, the I think the difference really is in in the uh, quarterbacks that they have throwing to them. Like I think Deshaun Watson is a much higher upside quarterback than Jared Goff, but there's the the stability of the Rams play calling that I think provides good upside for the receiving core there. Like I'd much rather have Deshaun Watson than Jared Goff in fantasy, but I think I'd rather have on balance a a, a Rams pass catcher than a Texans pass catcher. Hmm. Wow, I didn't. I was eyeing Alshon Jeffrey. I didn't realize he was out. He was out till yeah, potentially he's, week he's, seven. Yeah. So week seven is probably a little bit pessimistic. Um, I've been seeing week four on a lot of the Eagles blogs. So probably not that long, but still way longer than you want for your fantasy team. Yeah. Are you are you looking at uh Patrick Mahomes? I have Tom Brady. I mean, I'll hopefully get Patrick Mahomes at some point, but uh. I think it would maybe be a little bit of a reach right now. So, but also, you know, I'm just kind of in this league for fun. So I might just take a flyer on him and maybe hey, why try not, to right? dangle Brady as a trade bait. Maybe Pete's going to steal him from me right now, though. We'll see. I'm texting him right so now. He's got out that. of the out of the Rams wide receivers. I know you just took. Cooper Cup. So maybe I'll ask Ish on this: Which one of the Rams wide receivers are your is your favorite? I have no idea. So I would go with Brandon Cooks. He's just uh, he's been off the board for a long, long time. But they brought yeah. him in from New England to be a deep threat, and I think he's going to play that role very well. I think they'll be able to scheme very well for him. Um, I mean, and who knows what would have happened in the Super Bowl if he wasn't taken out in the first quarter by that vicious hit from Malcolm Jenkins uh, when mm. when he you know caught the ball and then just got rocked and had to exit the game and enter the concussion protocol. Um, I mean, he's he's a guy. He, he was a difference maker in New Orleans, and I think he could be the same for Los Angeles. I'd much rather have him than Cup, but uh, but Cup's a, an exciting guy too. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Robert Woods went off the board, so that makes my decision a little easier. Man, I think I definitely took Tom Brady too early because uh, looking a little thin on wide receivers. Might have taken Jimmy Graham too early as well. But I guess I'm going to go with one of my favorite players from my freshman year at Texas Tech, the Crabtree. There you go. Yeah, and who knows how he will be. He and I feel like him and Joe Flacco are either going to be a good connection, and I think Michael Crabtree's years as a thousand yard receiver are absolutely finished, but he could maybe still have a 10, 11, 12 touchdown year where somebody just gives him a lot of red zone targets. So, yeah, I mean, I think you're right, especially on Baltimore. Like they, they brought him in because they had no receivers. Um, I mean, they just waved. Brashad Perryman uh they've kind of given up on the Brashad Perryman reclamation project so yeah I think Crabtree's kind of the guy in Baltimore we'll see what happens I mean I have zero confidence in Joe Flacco I think he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league I would love to see Lamar Jackson come in and supplant him I think it's time but yeah I mean I think I think Crabtree's a decent pickup for especially for now halfway through the seventh round yeah absolutely 
Yeah, it would have been interesting to see if Dez had signed there. I mean, Crabtree and Dez would have been a sneaky good wide receiving core. And I don't know. I mean, Flacco is just like the data on him is just so skewed because of that one year where he <laughs> took a team to the Super Bowl. So it's like you never really know what to think of him besides that. I mean, he's right. So, I mean, they've really never. I, I mean, is uh, Steve Smith the best wide receiver they've ever had with the in Baltimore? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, it would have to be. They had Jeremy Macklin for a little bit, but I would I would take Steve Smith over Jeremy Macklin. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can do a little research project here and see if I can find the most prolific Ravens receivers in history. Are, are we going to include the old Browns as part of the Ravens franchise, or are we just talking like modern Ravens? Uh, I was just thinking modern Ravens because I've. Uh, and I think I might have a sleeper. I think maybe uh, with like he might have been with like the Kyle Bowler Ravens, but wasn't didn't Derek Mason have a pretty productive stint with them or was he better on the Titans? You're uh, you're outside of my knowledge base now, so I, I'm not sure. I That's just want to a... point out that I'm pretty pleased that I got a starting running back in the middle of round seven, at least for the beginning of the season and Chris Carson. Yes, Where's I know. The, I, so I thought about Chris Carson. I was thinking about grabbing him instead of Alfred Morris. I think that's good, but the offensive line is going to be, yeah, what Taylor said. I think that that could be what makes the difference. Yeah, but a starting running back with your eighth. Oh, it's pick, true. Yeah, it's I true. Take. It's, especially with that read option, sometimes they can make the offensive line kind of irrelevant because it's just like that one defensive end matched up on Wilson and the running back. Right. Yeah. This draft's actually gone fairly quickly. I'm kind of impressed. And it's not, there's only, I think, one team auto drafting. So I, I thought it would take a bit longer than this, but it seems like everyone knows what they're going for. I think it also helps. I've been in drafts with two minute timers before. It takes a lot longer, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm t- the Yahoo, the way that Yahoo and ESPN used to do it with like, I feel like back in, the, I started playing fantasy football on Yahoo in 2004 when I was a freshman in high school. And I felt like it used to be like three minute clocks and those were miserable. And that was before you even did you. That was before they made mock drafts. Yeah. So I used to just I would have a dummy account where I would just basically join like 10 leagues for practice that I wasn't actually planning on playing in. And (laughs) so then you would have to like uh, just basically get all this practice by drafting in these other leagues and they would just take forever. Finally, they came to their senses and shortened the clock and created the ability to mock draft. Right. Yeah, that's perfect. By the way, I looked up leading uh, receivers in Baltimore history. So you are absolutely correct, Taylor. Derek Mason is actually the number one in receiving yards. Um, Not in receiving touchdowns, but receiving yards. 5,777 receiving yards with the Ravens from 20, 2005 to 2010. Todd, it, Todd Heap is the number one for touchdowns. Yeah, he um, would have been my guess for touchdowns. But yeah, and then, and then Torrey Smith. I forgot about those Torrey Smith years in Baltimore, of course. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Steve Smith had a shorter stint with them, but still incredibly productive, especially for his age. I mean, this, what a guy. And then yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a pretty big group of people that I also forgot about. I mean, Anquan Bolden. Kamar Aiken, Shannon Sharp, all all esteemed Ravens from from long ago. Yeah, Shannon Sharp was only there for two years, and he was terrible in those two years. And <laughs> yeah. then went went back to Denver for the Jake Plummer years, maybe. 
And no, no, the end of the Brian Greasy era and actually had some kind of resurgent uh, years. The glorious but... Brian Greasy era. Yeah. Yeah, he played, a... he played 2000, 2001 in Baltimore. Um, he caught seven whole touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. I was always like just a player. It's funny because uh, with the NBA, I was always a team-driven person and my love for the Spurs, but it's probably notoriously a player-driven league when it comes to fandom, but I've always been player-driven when it comes to the NFL. Maybe that's because of fantasy, and the Bronco, Broncos were my favorite kid or my favorite uh, team when I was a kid because of Terrell Davis and Shannon Sharp. Right. And the Brian Greasy era just totally uh, stomped on my heart and killed any love for the Broncos that I had. So... And Ethan, I see you just snatched up Jimmy Garoppolo. I did. I was trying to get Andrew, but uh, he got taken a few picks before me, which is actually okay. I didn't like. Obviously, if I felt like I needed to get him, I would have taken him earlier. Right, right. Well, I think Garoppolo's a good pick. I'm, I'm a high on Garoppolo this season. I think he'll be solid. I feel like there's very little separation between, obviously I feel like this since I waited forever to take quarterback, but I feel like there's very little separation between the late quarterbacks and the early quarterbacks. And I also feel like we have no idea which of the late quarterbacks are going to have the huge seasons. Like the last few years, uh, just looking up and down this list, you know, like some years Matt Ryan and Philip Rivers have been in the top five or like Deshaun Watson was in the top five for a while before he got hurt last year. Wentz came from nowhere uh, Goff was like up at the top of the, the leaderboard for a while, Alex Smith. And so I feel like right. you just kind of don't know which quarterback taken in the middle late rounds is going to pop. And so I was, my strategy was to load up on running backs and receivers and then try to get a couple of late quarterbacks and hope I get one of the ones that pops into the top five. Well, speaking of late quarterbacks, I'm guessing that clapping was Taylor applauding himself for picking up Pat Mahomes. Yeah, and I have no idea why I took Tom Brady. I never take a quarterback that early. My fantasy strategy is always wait, and I knew I could get Mahomes. Uh, and yeah, I'm I'm actively trying to shop Tom Brady on our uh, draft uh, window and chat window right now. <laughs> that was a total terrible pick by me. So I'm gonna I'm not sure if I can, but I'm gonna try to grab Sammy Watkins here. Oh, good, I can. So here we go. Taking, taking Watkins off the board. And then um, let's see. I'm wondering if I should take this opportunity to add another quarterback. I'm wondering about Matt Ryan. Will we see the Matt Ryan of two years ago? That'd be pretty exciting, wouldn't it? I Man, I did not realize how bad Matt Ryan was from a fantasy perspective last year. Yeah, not good. Uh, until I was like trying to help somebody the other day with their fantasy draft who hadn't really played. And they were asking me about quarterbacks and asking me about Matt Ryan. And I just happened to look at his stats. He only threw 20 touchdowns last year. How many did he, what did he throw high thirties, low forties the year that he was, Yeah, the I mean, they were, they were a historically good offense the year before some of the, yeah. some of the most points scored in NFL history. Yeah. I mean, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan is my dream, uh, university of Texas head coach. So, Hey, do you guys think Jordy Nelson's going to be productive at all in Oakland? I actually think he will be. I think he's the type of person that Gruden will fall in love with and just like make sure that they give the ball to. And I don't think it'll be out of merit, but I think like he'll just probably kind of what I was saying about Crabtree. He'll probably have like 700 yards, but have like nine touchdowns. So. I, and I really like Jordy Nelson. He's an incredible guy. He does. uh 
awesome things for Young Life uh, organization I'm very passionate about. He was obviously great, but I just think his body is probably broken at this point. And I think John I mean, it was Gruden after that will... ACL tear, he never really came back. I was a yeah. huge Jordan Nelson fan. And when I first got into fantasy a few years ago, he was a moneymaker for me. But it, that ACL tear really changed things for him. Yeah, and, absolutely. And you know the the car to Nelson connection, I think, is is not as not as good as the Rogers to Nelson connection. Yep. So now we're pretty much at the stage where where I think most people have their key positions of need filled out, and it's about rounding out the bench. So, do you guys have any strategies strategies you try to employ rounding out your bench? Is it uh, grabbing trade chips for later? Is it just hedging bets against your more risky moves earlier in the draft? What do you guys do? I think it's just entirely about maximizing upside for me. Yeah. I try to get guys where you can tell a story in your head about how they turn into a star. Even if I'd much rather the expected outcome is that they're terrible, but there's some right tail upside at this yeah, point of draft. Totally. I I typically like I just drafted Pierre Garcon. Like I will typically try to get like one or two guys on my bench that's maybe like an established veteran that I can plug in and have like okay production if one of my starters gets hurt, but I will pretty much always go for young guys uh, with my late bench picks. Yeah, so I think I, I just, I'm similar. I mean, I'm never going to be like, Oh yeah, this veteran could have a productive season. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend a, uh, in a 10th round pick on Larry Fitzgerald, you know, all respect to Fitzgerald, but I'm going to spend it on somebody like uh, I'm looking at the board right now, Chris Thompson, running back utility knife type out of Washington. Uh, much higher upside, I think. You know, Potentially, probably a lower floor than Larry Fitzgerald, but certainly a higher ceiling as well. Be right back, guys. You talk amongst yourselves. So, uh, Ishan, let me take a look at your team here. This is, this is rounding out pretty well. I'm... Uh, I'm not I'm not so sure about your running back position. Although the I think the Chris Carson pickup, like you said, you know, using late rounds to maximize upside, I think that's a really good pickup. I think that's a perfect complement to the roster that you built here. But I think you should Matt Matt Breida also is starting running back that I got. In yeah. I think rounds. I think there's a lot of reasons to be confident here. I mean, I love your quarterback selection, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think you timed that perfectly. You you didn't draft the quarterback too early. Uh DeAndre Hopkins, we already talked about that. That could be that could end up being the steal of the first round. I think that's a really solid choice. I would say that this is my third team I'm drafting, and it's the first one where I feel incredibly happy about every pick I made. I feel like this is the first draft where I wouldn't go back and redo anything. In my yeah. previous two drafts, when the draft was over, I was like, ugh, should have drafted that guy there based on the other stuff that played out or based right. on research I did after the pick happened right, or right. whatever. But, uh, yeah, I really like being in the middle of the first round because I felt like there were about eight or nine guys that I would have been really happy getting in the first round, and I really wanted to get McCaffrey in the second round. Totally, first of all, yeah. He's my dude. And second of all, because uh, I think there's a lot of people who aren't super biased who think that he could pop and have upside this year. Yeah, I mean, I, last I, year, I've, I've certainly seen... McCaffrey, Go ahead. He finished 10th among running backs in fantasy. Right. Uh, which, if you're the 10th best running back, that's... Like really high That's value. Pretty darn good, and yeah. Only, and he only had like eight or nine carries per game. And this year, they're looking to double his carries. And so if he's already tenth among running backs with half as many carries as he's expected to get this year, I'm just I'm not saying he's going to definitely be a star, but there's definitely a lot of upside right. in the second round. 
Well, I think there could be, but I, I just wonder if he can he handle the workload of being an every down back because he's a smaller guy. And then the second thing is in a league like this one where the scoring is 0.5 PPR, are you going to lose a little bit of that upside if he's like, are, are they going to reduce his pass catching involvement in the scheming because he's he's carrying more? I, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm just throwing out a possibility. Oh, my God, it's my turn. All right. Yeah, I'll let you focus. I'm back. Welcome back. We were just talking about Christian Thanks. McCaffrey. Nice. We are, for our listeners, we're halfway through the 10th round now, so our rosters are rounding out. I think we'll, we'll uh, sign off probably um, after, the, uh, after our picks in the 11th round, guys, and we can sort of round out our, our drafts without updating our listeners on the, the, bottom, of the, <laughs> the bottom of the barrel here. Yeah. Most importantly, I just got another Stanford player. All right. There we go. Ty Montgomery. I missed out on luck, but and I, I think Montgomery's. I'm not sure what he's going to do this year because he's their. He's basically their starting running back in Green Bay, right? Yeah, wow. and people forget that he played with broken ribs, uh, right, for much of last season, and like obviously broken ribs make it harder to be good at football. Well, especially so. especially that position in football. Like I can I can understand how a cornerback get, could get by decently well with broken ribs. Uh, you know, it hurts when you tackle, but. You can you can run a little bit more, but like as a running back, when your job is to run into guys and get yards after contact, it's going to make it a lot harder if you're in excruciating pain every time you're touched. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. Also, the Packers only have two running backs on their active roster right, right. now, and the other one is Jamal Williams, who's definitely not an every down back. So I think Ty's going to be out there a lot. It's a great offense, so there's a lot of opportunity. I mean, for the twelfth round or whatever we're in, eleventh round, tenth round. Right. Right. 115th pick. Oh, Ishan, uh, my running backs, uh, I guess they're looking okay, but I'll see if you're proud of me. I uh, have three running backs on my roster, and two of them are Chicago Bears. I did not like any of the running backs left, so I took the one that I felt like had the highest upside as just a playmaker, and I took Tariq Cohen. So I have Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard. Uh, Yeah, it's Wait, what's your team name again? Uh, my team is do what, it all for my, my homies. Yeah, do it all for my homies. Um, I love Carryon Johnson, and I think Jordan Howard's pretty underrated. He's another guy who, two years ago, when the Bears had some semblance of an offense, he was like a top seven running back. I remember or that. Yeah. Uh, and then last year, people don't really realize how abysmal the Bears' offense was uh, until later in the season. It got a little better, but they basically had no weapons. Which is actually kind of why I think Tariq Cohen's like super overrated in fantasy this year. I feel like he got the ball a lot just because there was literally no one else on the field who could make a play. And now the Bears have added, you know, three new receivers in Anthony Miller, Allen Robinson, and Taylor Gabriel, Trey Burton, a really solid pass catching tight end. And uh, so I feel like Cohen's only going to get like four to five touches a game, maybe. And yeah. You'll be like you'll be saying that when he beats your team whenever we play each other. Oh, so. I would be super happy if Tariq Cohen puts up 50 against me and the Bears win and I lose <laughs> fantasy. I definitely, my fantasy team is way below the Bears winning and my preference ordering. Yeah, I was the opposite for a long time. I've kind of always been a, a fair weather fan when it comes to NFL franchises. And there was a long time where my... Oh, wow, we're having a serious run on defense. I, I was just, I was just looking right at now. that, and I was looking at the Los Angeles defense before it was drafted, and then it disappeared. And then I was looking at the Houston one, and then it disappeared. I was not going to get Denver, so I was fine with that going off the board. But yeah, huge huge run on defenses. 
Yeah, but I was just saying for a long time, I actually think oh, in my personal fandom power rankings, uh, that my fantasy team was over my, I guess, you know, I've probably been the te- a Texans fan for the longest, but I would have always taken my fantasy team winning over the Texans winning. Would probably still feel like that ever since Andre Johnson retired. Interesting. All right, so it's uh, I'm on the clock now. I've got back-to-back picks. I uh, I have a decent uh, decent set of running backs, but I'm looking to add somebody else. So I, I think I'm going to add Chris Thompson um, from Washington. He's uh, had some injury concerns in the preseason, but he's supposed to be good to go for the regular season, so we'll see how that goes. And then uh, I don't want to miss out on New Orleans before this run on defenses is done, so I'm going to go ahead and draft New Orleans defense as well. All right, guys. Well, we can wrap it up after our picks here. So, uh, Taylor, I know you're up in the next four picks, and Nishan, you're a couple picks after that. So we'll make our picks there, and then we'll sign off and do more third string on another day. Sounds good. Nice. So, Ishan, I know you were saying you're super confident in your selections. Taylor, how are you feeling about your roster and how it's shaping out? Yeah, I, lo- I like my team. I like I love my re- wide receivers. I mean, I think Antonio Brown, Stephon Diggs, that's probably, you know, as good as it gets in a 12 team league for yeah. uh, like a duo. Uh, I'm excited about Jordan Howard. Uh, I'm about to take, I'm going to take Nick Chubb right now for one of my bench running backs. Uh, I like it. It's a good, it's a good pick. Uh, but yeah, I think that I probably reached and took Tom Brady too early, but I just wasn't sure with a 12 team draft if there was going to be a serious run on quarterbacks and uh, the way people were drafting, we saw, I felt like we saw some reaches. So I was may I maybe talked myself into like for a little while that I wasn't going to be able to get Patrick Mahomes. And I just saw Tom Brady sitting there. So I think I probably could have rounded out my running back or uh, flex position a little bit better. Had I not taken Tom Brady so early, but it's also a 12 team league. So it's like, not everybody's roster or no one's roster is going to be perfect. So totally. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I feel, feel good about it. I mean, I think fantasy football is so much more fun when you have players that you like to watch. And I like watching Antonio Browns and and Stefan Diggs a lot and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I totally agree. One, one problem that I've had in my fantasy drafts previously is that I often end up trying to go for, uh, players on my team like I get biased by my love of the Eagles and I'm like oh this guy's gonna have a really big year this year and then it turns out I was just being an overly optimistic fan and I you know I just weighted my fantasy team with those guys and so you know the fate of my fantasy team sort of follows the fate of the Eagles in that particular year so um, I think I've avoided that pretty well this year but but maybe I did go for Carson Wentz a little bit earlier than I should have I kind of feel the opposite in terms of how my fandom affects my success in fantasy. I feel like I know my team better than anyone else knows them. And so I know which guys are actually bad and which guys are actually good. So I feel like the majority of the times that I've gotten a really awesome sleeper, whether it be in fantasy football, basketball, or baseball, it's like a sleeper on my team who I knew was good. And then I'm pretty good at avoiding the guys who are actually bad. So like I don't have... uh, so I, you know, like Allen Robinson this year, I don't have a lot of confidence in uh, coming off the major knee injury. And also Trubisky just didn't look like he was. I watched all the preseason games and Trubisky didn't look like he was looking Robinson's direction very often. Right. 
But uh, it seems like Trey Burton is like really a centerpiece of the Bears offense in the preseason, at least. And in terms of like how people talk about practice. So I feel like sometimes it helps me know it's like a little bit of an extra advantage of like which or like Tariq Cohen. I feel like from watching the Bears last season and this season, I feel like Tariq Cohen's getting drafted like 50 picks too early. And so uh, I kind of feel like actually my fandom Stanford's a little different. I'm like too emotional about it. Right. Uh, I think just although this year, like I wasn't super high on picking luck. I think they're going to try to be a little bit more conservative of an offense and they're going to stop doing some of the stuff that made him a great fantasy player in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's good. We are we're now into round 12. So guys, I think we'll sign off there. But thanks so much for joining for the fantasy chat. Uh, to our listeners, uh, I, I know a few of you are in the league, so we're looking forward to playing with you. And for those of you who aren't, uh, sign up next year because we'll do this again. So, Ishan, Taylor, good luck with uh, fantasy this year, guys. And thanks for chatting with me during the draft. Yep. Winner gets, to you too. Winner gets winner. their own podcast. So, uh, congratulations <laughs> That's right. to it. Yep. Yeah, it'll just be good a, luck to you guys too, except when you're playing my team. Right. Precisely. Yeah. Same, same to you guys. All right. You guys have a good night. For our listeners, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Zach Crippen. Ishan is at JB, And Taylor is at the T Young. So signing off for Third String Podcast. Have a good night.